0: Hey y'all, great afternoon. Hope y'all having a great day. Today, week two, podcast. It was supposed to drop yesterday, but minor issues. So, got my co-star, my baby. Hey babe. Hey babe. So today we coming to talk about parents. We talking about our parents, our relationship with our parents right now, compared to back then. Talking about how... Parents have changed a lot. So... Yeah. So, do
1: you want me to start?
0: We can start off by... For real, we can start... Just... Talking about... Just breaking it down. How do you feel... Right now... With your relationship with your parents? Well...
1: Racism I have with my parents is pretty much is in the morgue. That's it. Well, that stuff is dead, and it's not something that just happened right away or over a single instance. It's something that spanned over a long period of time of dealing with a lot of certain things that me personally I didn't really find as a parent demon quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was born in this world. All I had was. My parents, you feel me, and my one older sibling. My parents were supposed to be there, you know what I'm saying, show me the support and the growth I needed to become, you know what I'm saying, successful in my own way, whether it be whatever it may be. I thought my parents were supposed to be here and was supposed to help me grow and support me throughout my life decisions. as what we all assume parents should do. But that's not how it really goes for me for me, it was kind of really in reverse. Once I was able to make money and once I was able to do things that a lot of people thought was like the normal for a kid, it was like I became the provider. I became the one supplying their needs. And it was kind of messed up in a way. I'm not going to say I did every single need. No, I ain't going to say that. I say, like, everything that was unnecessarily needed for the family and the household. Look at the red You see it? I peeped. I seen them scroll over there, trying to find <laughs> it. Why you wait? Right? <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what you thought I was staring at.
0: <laughs>
1: <What>? but, no, <laughs> but no, like I said, like I became the one feeding into their ambitions in a way, and it wasn't the right ambitions if, if I was to judge it. Everybody has problems, and not everybody is given the most perfect life. I understand that. Hell, when you are about to have a child, you're not taught how to be a parent at all. But the essence of it would be, if you notice, I think your blueprint should start with the fact that you shouldn't put your children or your child in a situation that you wouldn't put yourself in. And some things are unavoidable, which is okay. Everybody slips up, everybody goes and falls. It's all about getting back up and learning from your mistakes instead of constantly going back and being put in a repeat cycle. Because that cycle isn't gonna do nothing but tear you and your family apart. And that's how my family is. Certain people didn't wanna grow and didn't wanna leave behind messed up situations. And so it was straining on our relationship because I wasn't really, I wasn't, I, I didn't want a part of that. I didn't want to be a part of watching myself and watching my family get tore down because you wanted to keep throwing yourself in the same messed up situation. Fool me once, yes, that's on me, but fool me twice, I'm not going to even allow you to get a second chance to try and fool me. My parents' relationship, it's, it's weird for both of them. My mom, I, I have a distinct dislike for her because she was never my mom. She never filled that role properly. She, she was just there, you feel me? Like a ghost in my life. She didn't really support my ambitions. She never really helped me with my ambitions. Everything I've ever done so far has been through the hard work of myself. And I'm not saying I'm some famous person, or I done did this and did that and earned millions. No, but everything that I went through and everything that I done, it came from the fruits of my own effort. That I got no support from my mom. From my dad walked out of my life when I was younger, so I can't really say much about that. That's a lot of people can relate to that, and that's just the. It's just the feeling of you. You hate the fact that somebody can choose to bring you here but not want to be by your side while you're here
0: yeah.
1: because we as a whole we never none of us ever asked and said hey let's be born into this world and I'm pretty sure a lot of people understand that if they really knew how bad this world was when we first came we wouldn't have even came here if we had the choice but we're here and we only come in this world with certain things. Those certain things are supposed to be our leeway, our our path to being able to get out of the non I say probably the 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 non good spaces of life. Cause there's a lot of people right now and there's a lot of children right now who gotta get affected by the bad decisions of our parents who refuse to try and take that criticism and learn and grow from it, but instead to their criticism as disrespect, as a way of you being defiant, being delinquent, and that's not really the case. You just want them to understand that what they're doing isn't right for not just you, but if you have, if you're not the only child and you have siblings, then it's it's pretty much bad for you, You your siblings, the household, like you just want it to get better. You don't want to go back and reverse and go into the same bad spot y'all were just at. Like, We live in a society today where if you don't have it, you have to work 20 times harder to get it. And once you work that 20 times harder, and you do manage to get it. Why would you want to take 50 steps back? But I feel like that's what a lot of the parents in this generation do. They get somewhere, and then they just go and make the same mistake they did before and take the same steps back. And now you just stuck in a cycle of, trying to get there trying to get there and then you're getting disappointed again because they done did the same thing that put y'all in that situation you try to stick by them you try to get on the sport that they need to get off they off their backside and actually get up and do it but it's like the more and more you feed into them the more and more you try and get them to get going it's like the more and more you see that your efforts are being wasted And at a certain point in time, you got to be like, I can't do it. I can't sit here and keep feeding you because the more I'm feeding you, the more I feel like I'm losing myself. I can promise you, for anybody who's listening, y'all all all have some very extraordinary talents. A lot of different things that y'all can do that I know y'all enjoy to do. But I want y'all to think, is there certain things that y'all stop doing? Because y'all lost motivation, or y'all didn't, y'all wasn't enthusiastic about it as y'all used to be. Has there any been? Has there? Has there ever been things that y'all love doing that y'all just stopped doing? That's what I mean. Y'all lose a piece, y'all, a piece of yourself, trying to fill in for somebody else who chooses to be lost. And my advice would be: would be don't do that. You can't be you if you're not being you. You can't live if you're not living your life. You can't live for somebody else. You can't try and fix problems or fix someone who chooses to be broken. You come in this world whole. Don't leave out of it broken because you wanted to fix somebody who had a life before you. That chose to be broken. Love yourself. And I don't mean it as in like a self-care where you just look, no. Love yourself. If you like to draw, embrace it, love that. If you like to read, embrace it, love it. Because all of those things make up who you are. And if you love to do it, then that's you feeding into yourself, loving yourself. Because nobody else will ever take it as far as yourself. You are the one that makes the choices. You are the ones who motivate yourselves. You are the one that makes the step to be better. So to be better, I I would greatly advise that you love yourself and you make sure that you continue to love yourself through any situation, through every situation. Because you are the only person who can get yourself out of that situation. That's my best advice. And that's something that even I am struggling with to this day that I plan on growing and becoming better at. Nobody's perfect. There's no such thing as the word perfect, but you are perfect in your own way. You should embrace that because it's all about you being who you need to be and who you are. You'll see that the people who truly love you will be around you not for what you can bring not for what you can provide but simply because you bring something to their life that brings them the spark they need for them to love themselves be the catalyst to get somebody to love themselves but start by loving yourself first
0: those bomb ass advice i like that for real y'all like he said everybody's parents is different everybody in this generation grows differently for real with me and my mom relationship it's rocky but not as rocky as it used to be that's my best friend now she's she the bomb i talk to her every day she had a me and her had a very serious conversation earlier today Early in the morning, by like 5 o'clock, 5.30. And she apologized for putting me through everything and not communicating with me. That literally opened my heart some more. I got that. I'm sorry. I got that. Thank you. I got to tell her how I really felt, and she actually listened to me. She was explaining to me everything that was going on. She she telling me she being my mom. She's being a woman. She's coming to me woman to woman. Not as her daughter, but as another female that's growing and trying to learn how not to make certain mistakes like she did. My dad, on the other hand, some of y'all know I just met my dad. Some of y'all don't. I met my dad probably like three, going off like three, four years ago. It's probably like six, yeah, 16. So probably about three, three, four years ago. Met my dad, met my real dad for the first time. Fell in love because my dad told me the truth. I've never got the truth for anybody before, except my grandparents or my other grandma. Nobody really kept it a band with me all the way, until I until I started hanging around my dad. Started me my dad. It was just I loved him like my dad. I never really could call him by his first name because that felt weird to me. I knew that he was my dad, and the way how I act, I see where I get it from. I see the the shutting people out, not talking to nobody. I see all that, so it ain't nothing. That's nothing. But the connection that I have with him and my mom is so great. Like, I love it 24-7. It's always communication. It's always, I'm going to let you know this. I'm going to let you know that. They both help me with my business. they both business people. My mom, she sells soul rolls and stuff. My dad, he a barber, a.k.a. he about to be a pastor. So, Dad, I know you listening, so you need to be a pastor so I can get my stuff together for you. Because, um, I'm tired of you procrastinating. But, um, yeah. My stepdad, my little brother's father, me and him don't have the best connection anymore. That's the man that raised me since I was six months. Since I was little. I was a little baby. Raised me like you, like I'm his own. Talked to me. He was the one that kept it a band, but I felt like he kept it half a band. He only told me 50 instead of 100. And I think that's because he still was trying, he was still a kid trying to raise somebody else's kid. I'm not mad, but it made me feel some type of way because when I first met my dad, my stepdad started backing down and thought we wasn't supposed to talk no more, we weren't supposed to communicate. But truth is, I want both of them to communicate with me. I both want them to sit down and talk to me. I want both of them to get to be cool and know each other because it's nothing like. Dads, like, dads is a issue now in a generation. All you see is mothers, single mothers, and they don't have... The children don't have no dad, or the dad just got cute, or the dad out here in the streets. Instead, they want to still live their life, and the mother got to pause her life. That ain't fair. And that's why sometimes I feel... That when I see some of my classmates and stuff, like, and I graduated with them or I went to school with them and they pregnant, I be like, damn, like, I can't say I thought you was better than that. I can't, I can't necessarily say that because you are, you better, you a female. At the same time, how dudes are, and you know how the generation is, it's just, mm, they ain't got, they ain't had no dad, they don't have no dad. So now here come a repeated cycle of oh well shit my dad I ain't have my dad this child ain't gotta have no dad either that ain't right that ain't fair make the difference like that's really what it's about now making a difference you gotta make a difference you don't make no difference it the world gonna end real soon it's already about to end so shit I mean what the hell am I saying anyway what the hell am I really saying but. Overall, the main concept of what I'm saying is that having your parents is a great thing at the same time the worst thing because your parents are getting in the way for what you want, but also in the way of what you need and what you need to be as a person. You want to be better. You want something different from where everybody else. You taste it. You really see it, but you got to find your way out. It's always about finding your way out. It's always about talking to somebody. Always have a friend, a ventu on the side. Shit, go ventu an auntie or something. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to help you. They want the best for you. Your parents want the best for you too, but they don't know how to tell you that. They don't know how to explain it. Parents got this thing where they hold on to you because... They know that their child's growing up. They don't want their child to grow up. They want you to be like, no, you still need me. You still need me. At the end of the day, for real, I don't. You taught me this. The streets may teach me something. And when I say the streets, I mean the OG old dudes or old grandmas that always at the corner store talking to you, telling you to stay in school. Or they going to whip you or tell your mom, that's what I'm talking about, the streets. I'm pretty for sure everybody got somebody like that. Go talk to them. Explain to them what's going on. And I'm pretty for sure they'll help you through it. It's always somebody to help. But you can always pray for it to get better. Pray for betterness. Pray for the steps that you got to go through to get better and be a better person. Because you're worth more. Everybody that's listening, you're worth more. You got so much potential. You can do it. Don't let nobody stop you. Not even your parents. Don't even let them stop you. Because they know what they doing. They going to see if you going to keep falling into that loop. I (laughs) know. Oh, gosh. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Since we talk about since we talked about our relationship with our parents and stuff, how do you think relationships with our parents benefit towards us in our relationship? Two <laughs> fifteen. Huh?
1: Now, for me. I say is what I learned from my parents in the character relationship. It was actually from my dad for the short time he was there. And I was to be able to provide. And I don't mean that in the sense of, oh, you gotta pay for this and pay for that. Just be there. You know what I'm saying? Look out when you need to look out. Support as much as you can and never, never let nobody tell you what's going on when you Are the one that's there when you witness everything. Provide the emotional support. Provide that mental support. Provide that safe haven for that person that you love. Because there's so much craziness that goes on in this world. You don't know what they could come home with. You don't know if there's a day when they won't be coming home. But give them a reason to want to come home. Be that reason. Be that safe haven. Be that place where they feel secure. And I know if there's any dudes, listen, I know y'all want to be all, I'm tough and I don't, trust me. We all know that's just a fade. That's 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 just a face. That's not who you really want to be. You can act hard because you've been through things that made you need to show that side of you. But in reality, that's not what you need. You need somebody you can be vulnerable with. Because if all you're going to do is be hard all the time, you're going to ruin relationships that you desperately need in your life. You're gonna ruin the love that you need to have in your life to help you grow. Don't be hard because it's all you know, because it's not. It's what you had to learn to avoid pain. Don't let that pain be the same thing that's keeping you from growing. From my mom, my mom taught me how to deal with patience. And it actually came from me having to be patient with my mom. My mom is somebody who is a my way or the highway person. She doesn't care about the opinion you have. She doesn't care if you about to say something that can actually better her or put her in a better situation. She doesn't care. It's about her way or no way. And you would think, man, I can't change her idea. I can't change her mind. She's set in stone. That's when you got to be patient. And that's when you got to let them understand, let them learn on their own. Because you can see a thousand steps ahead. But even if you can see a thousand steps ahead, it's not your choice to keep walking that same a thousand steps. It's up to them. She taught me how to be patient and let people walk their steps. Are you able to try and intervene? Of course you can. But don't go and try and break your neck to try and get them to make a left turn instead of a right if they were so ready to make the right turn. Because it's up to them to figure out what's on the end of that lane. It's up to them to see what's at the end of that rainbow and that's not for you to decide. Be happy and be proud of yourself for even being that one person to probably stick their neck out and say, hey, you shouldn't. Or, hey, don't. Be proud that you tried. That you actually cared enough to try and swerve them away from that bad route. And be proud that you were patient enough to let them learn from it, if they learn from it. Be patient That you was just be patient. Let them walk their ways. Let them take the steps that they're going to take because we don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen. But again, that's not our choice. But that's the beauty of it because now you learn something and they learn something. You learn that that doesn't work for them. That may not work for you. You learn that doesn't work for you. They learn that may not work for them. It's a great way to learn because at the end of the day, we all got to continuously grow. On. We got to continuously earn more knowledge and get more knowledge. It's a a, a cycle that's, that's everybody, every single person goes through. Learning something new. Learning something different. Understanding more. It's from every person from the day you were born to the day you are old and gray, you will continue to learn. But having patience to know an understanding of what you learned, that's the secret. Because you can learn as much as you want, but if you don't understand what you learned, you didn't learn at all. So instead of taking the time to say, oh, I knew this, and I do that. Ask yourself, did I understand what was being asked? Did I understand what was being said? Whether what you understand may be what they meant or what you meant. As long as you have an understanding, you can move forward and learn better. You can have the equation, but did you learn how to solve it? That's where you need that understanding. And that understanding must come from patience. From going through it. Experiencing it and then learning from it. And now you have that understanding of what it is, why it happened, when it happened, who it happened to. You have all of that knowledge now. And whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, if it's a good thing, you now know the steps you need to recreate that great moment. And if it's a bad thing, you now have the steps to avoid that bad moment. Because you understand what led up to it. You understand the takeaway from it. So be patient. You don't got to go as fast as you think you do. Because the faster you go, it's it's easy to slip. Because you're going so fast, you don't have that back. You don't have that rail. You don't have that, that net to catch you. Some people can do it. And for those people, I'm glad you can. I wish I was one of y'all. But I'm not. I know I'm not. So my goals, take it step by step, day by day, and grab as much knowledge and understand it as I can. Learn to be patient with myself and patient with the life that's given to me. Because when that time comes, where it's going to be my turn to pass on my understanding and my knowledge, I want to make sure that the people I'm passing it on to aren't confused by what I'm telling them. I want to be able to back it up with everything I say. I want them to understand what I'm saying. I don't want them to think, oh, old head is just talking stuff. My old head is just saying stuff outside his neck. No, I want to prepare y'all for situations y'all could possibly be in. I want to prepare y'all to be able to handle certain things without taking the route that I did. because so I've done things that I definitely regret. I've, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have. And instead of sitting there trying to stay silent about it, how about I help y'all avoid that same mistake I made? Because back then I didn't have no patience and I didn't have no understanding about what was going on. All I knew was reaction. But sometimes it's smarter for you to slow down your process, slow down your whole thinking and take it piece by piece. We all have the same end goal. We all have the same dreams. Whether we get there in a sprint, a jog, a walk or a crawl, the destination does not change. The goal does not change. So, go at a pace that you find suitable. Take your time while you can. Enjoy life as it's given to you. And I want you to really look back when you are there, where you meet your destination and look at how long it took. A year, maybe two, maybe four maybe five, maybe even six and seven. But it don't matter because you there. You at your goal. Be proud of yourself. Be happy with yourself because you got yourself to that destination. You got yourself to that goal. You went through the hardships, you went through the down times. You learned to take things slower, or faster and you learn how to do it on your own. That's something that you can't be proud in. I don't know what you can't be proud in, or what you can. Because that's a major step, especially in a generation where everybody's coming from broken places. Everybody stems from some part of a family that isn't whole. So take it upon yourself to be the one to stop that, right in there. It's up to you to stop that broken. It's up to you to stop the separation. Even if that means you have to be the black sheep, it's okay. Because you're not the norm. You're not in the crowd of the people who are okay with the basic, the people who's okay with the problems. No, you only heal by yourself above your problems because you took the time the dedication the patience the love to get where you wanted to be where you needed to be for the better
0: oh well that's kind of what I was asking what I love it I was asking our relationship how does Another. our relationship with our parents affect us for real
1: in our own relationship in our own like I said yeah. if my mom was dealing with my mom I was able to grow a lot more patience so when things happen according to you like mm-hmm. say you get upset or you get an attitude instead of me just like oh whatever I don't care I can sit there and be like alright she not talking to me right now I know she's upset let me wait it out let me, let me see if she's gonna be able to talk sooner or later Mm -hmm. my dad is the one who taught me how to be a safe haven, the emotional the physical, everything support, so that way you have nothing to search for outside of me, and that may sound selfish, but it's the idea of Mm -hmm. giving you a place where you can call home outside of wherever else you call home if you feel like the house you're in isn't a home if you come by, if you come with me, I know that that you feel home when you're with me. Mm-hmm. You feel protected. You feel safe. That's what I took from my father.
0: You do a good job. You always protect me and always say stuff that's best for me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> well, <of> course. <laughs> For my side, I really don't know. I don't know, cause like my mom, when she a relationship with my stepdad and stuff, it just seemed like. By the time I got older, they were arguing stuff a whole bunch. It was just weird how they argued, and I just be, I just don't be wanting that for me. And you, arguing and stuff, we already don't argue a lot, so it really don't matter. But them, that, yeah, no. Mm-mm. How do you think we're going to be when we have our own?
1: I'm definitely <laughs> in, a, in a spot where our own or our kids wouldn't have to think about doing the same stuff we did. Where they get the chance to actually mature at their own rate. Right. Where they get to enjoy being a kid for as long as a kid can, you know what I'm saying, is for them. Right. I feel like that'd be something that I prioritize over everything. I don't want my kids to have to go through the type of life that I had because of the messed up mistakes my parents made. Right. I want my kids to come in this world with a clean slate, where y'all don't have to do what any, with me or your mother had to do to get to where we at now.
0: Yeah, especially not me. Goddamn, worry about if it's if the lights gonna get turned off. If we gotta sleep in the car for another day, do I really gotta shower? Where are we gonna go? Yeah,
1: our kids ain't going to have to worry about that for real. Definitely not. just has been from our experiences. And I know the experience that I want my kids to experience and the ones I don't want them to go through.
0: So we can't protect
1: them through everything. No, but at the <laughs> same time, like I said, so i will going give them a heads up. If we've been through it, hey, Damien, I don't think that was that'd be the great idea right now. I'm not gonna stop you. You know, I I know the outcome that was that it was for me, but it could be different for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But from my experiences, I I don't think you should do that. And if he does it, okay, he learned that wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. He learned that it wasn't right there will be certain words are like oh Damien you, you got a great idea alright go ahead do it your way I remember I did this this is like a small thing that I would tweak mm. tweak it don't tweak it you know what I'm saying it's still your idea Damien yeah. go ahead go for it and now whether he do or he don't guess what he still learned how to do it on his own mm. and then maybe next time he will incorporate what I asked or what I said then if it works better or if it works first guess what he know what he can and cannot use now. And,
0: and come talk to his parents communicate
1: that's really the key to everything being able to comprehend cause like, I, like you can communicate and you can talk all you want but if nobody is, is understanding or comprehending what you saying you talking on deaf ears still
0: I think that's probably why me and my mom was the way we was when I was When I would try and say, like, communication stuff, she never understood. So, it just made it seem like I might as well just keep it bottled up since she don't listen. I Mm. think that's probably what that was.
1: I feel like that was the problem with me and my mom. It wasn't any true comprehension. It wasn't really any understanding. It was... Mm -hmm have base communication what I mean by it is like I try to communicate but I get overtalked.
0: Mm-hmm. if
1: I get overtalked, it's like I, I don't want to speak no more mm-hmm. because I can't get a word out what's the point of me speaking so that means you wasn't understanding nothing I was saying
0: right and that ain't fair that ain't
1: right it's is crazy cause it's like I thought of anybody, of everybody, you should be the main person I should be able to come to about my problems, about some something that I can pick up from you, because you done live life longer than me. You done experienced things that I haven't. So maybe you might have experienced this. What happened to you, so you can help me know what not to do. Right. But it was never that. My mom always expects you to break your neck for her, and then she tosses you to the side, to your neck fixes itself i
0: guess
1: <laughs> and it was crazy because a certain point in time i was okay with that but that's because i didn't know what type of love i wanted i didn't know that i needed somebody who was gonna support me endlessly without asking me for anything never had that all i had was people who demanded more of me Mm-hmm. And I think that was just a product of my mom though. It was like that's what I kept getting Because that's what I was always around That's what I basically lived with all my life mm-hmm. Dealing with somebody who just wanted more from me And so all I attracted was people who wanted more from me I finally found somebody who don't ask me for anything for real, Who don't really want anything from me I don't
0: know Because I, so, I don't need nothing from you
1: Understandable. I can
0: go get it on
1: <laughs> But that's what makes it. That's what makes it better. That's
0: what makes it better?
1: Because I can sit back and be like, "Dang! I can finally relax. I don't have somebody down my throat. Asking me to get them this. Asking me to get them that. Asking me to do this. Asking me to do that. That's probably like the best thing I've ever had. And that's probably the love I've been feeding it for for so long.
0: That's true. And that's okay. what the world <laughs> Dang. I ain't gonna fake you know what I wanna do right now what? go make some money <laughs> it's only
1: 235
0: what? I just wanna do one badge uh uh-uh. mm. we can do this one it's right here and it's ten (laughs) dollars not like we dead ass in the middle of a podcast or nothing but i'm just saying like all right
1: it's
0: okay is there anything else you want to add we making a part two i hope you know that because this is a big enough this is a big topic it ain't just this one part and then we done. No, it's two parts. Because it's too much to talk about when it comes to parents in this generation.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, y'all. Y'all heard it best from here. It's part two coming. Maybe next week. Maybe in two weeks. I don't know. i surprise y'all with that one. So. you hear from us again. Bye.